Today, it's Wednesday, the 12th of August, and welcome to the latest episode of Marketing in Times of Crisis. I'm your host, Ayo Abbas, a freelance marketing consultant. I've just finished recording an interview with Helen Shea from Ashurst and Christian Baltas from Evershed Sutherland, where they both work as real estate business development sector leads. We all worked together previously in the marketing team at Mace. The episode today touches on the difference between legal real estate marketing and the more mainstream built environment sector. Why we should all be focusing on our clients and not being afraid to have those conversations about revenue generation. It's not just all about projects. And we also talk about the importance of running positive campaigns and also issue thought-led campaigns looking at things like climate change and sustainability. We're a new podcast, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Or even better, rate and review us to help us spread the word. Anyway, I won't hold you up any longer. Let's get on with the episode. Happy listening. Hi, Helen. Hi, Christine. And welcome to Marketing Times of Crisis. Um, Can you both give us a a brief intro to you and your current roles at Ashurst and Evershed Sutherland? Do you want us to kick off, Helen? Sure. Um, So I'm Senior VD Manager and Industry Lead for Real Estate at Ashurst. Um, my role broadly splits into two areas. So part so part one is sort of um, profile raising, which is sort of PR, thought leadership events, social media, digital marketing, that kind of marketing side. And then the other side is revenue generation. So that is um, driving the business plan and, and coordinating a number of client engagement initiatives. Um, so delivering product or sector specific campaigns yeah. and helping to convert those kind of com- sort of client conversations into revenue generation opportunities. So be it cross-selling opportunities, cross-border, cross-practice or industry. Um, so yeah, broadly that, that's how it works for, at Ashurst. And how's your uh, new role, Christina Evershed Sutherland? How does that work? Sure. So my role at Evershed Sutherland is Senior Marketing and Business Development Manager and Real Estate Practice Lead. And that role has an international remit. I work with a number of partners and stakeholders to drive the REPG or Real Estate marketing strategy. I manage a team who also run their own product groups and campaigns. And the role is all about connectivity with our sectors and our respective practice groups to drive uh, revenue generating initiatives. Um, so you both have worked in the kind of more traditional side of the built environment uh, marketing. So that's how I know how I know you both. What differences do you see between kind of the legal real estate marketing and the more traditional built environment world? Do you want to kick us off on that, Helen? Sure. Um, so I think the biggest difference for me is is the client focus. Yeah. Um, a lot of mainstream companies um, in industry uh, sort of talk about client focus and, and have it probably as one of their core values. But in my experience and, and from what I see and hear, how that then plays into your sort of strategic marketing and business development efforts, I think there's a bit of a disconnect. It can be a very spray and pray approach, um, you know, a bit, a bit panicked. So we've got to be in everybody's faces and just bang, 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 you know, get the brand yeah. out there. Um, I think in the legal industry, you know, it's very, it's a very client-centric environment. Um, all we do is talk about our clients and we use that knowledge or intel to inform our next move. So, you know, here's X client, what are they doing? Who do we know? Um, and trying to pull together various bits of all that sort of data and good, yeah. good sort of background research um, to, yeah, to sort of inform how we go about, um, you know, almost sitting, you know, getting in front of them really. 
I mean, I think when you both introduced yourself as well, one of the things I've noticed is you both talk about revenue generation. Now, I guess more when I've worked in more traditional built environment firms, that's not necessarily coming to my role as marketing. Do you find no. that's quite different where you are in the legal world? Definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, I guess part of the reason why I went into the legal industry was to get that to get that element to my role, that strategic business development um, element that I felt was missing from all the other roles that I've, I've had previously, you know, you're, you're at the table, part of the conversation, yeah. you know, coming up with ideas, you know, um, you know, joining the dots as it were, you know, making some, in, making some introductions and, and, you know, um, helping the partners to, um, yeah, for, what do I want to say to, to sort of get in front of those clients and, and add as much value as they can to those relationships. That's a really interesting point, actually. So, Christine, in terms of what you've kind of seen, I mean, how have you felt things are different between real estate marketing and kind of the more traditional built environment world? So, I I echo uh, Helen's observations there in the legal world. Clients are the currency for sure. Um, any lawyer um, worth their salt when they're going to a firm, the first thing uh, that firm will be interested in is those relationships and that book of contacts. Yeah. But with the built environment, as, we, as we've all seen, it's just so diverse as well. So mm. collectively, I think what the built environment does well is they their portfolio is their currency. They love to show off what they've just finished, delivered to new technologies, how they've applied um, the, de- the delivery of a project or, or yeah. and the campaigns come off the back of that. And as marketers, that's what you're driven to do. It's is a different focus sh- in many ways. It, yeah, exactly. It's to show, look at what I've built, look at what I've done, whether with, cl- with, with, with lawyers, it's these are our clients these are the relationships we stand by and this is how we serve them. I do find, however, though, um, I think being uh, coming from construction as well, I find construction, the contractors far more commercial than the architects and engineers. So they do have that revenue generation um, approach. They do have the business developers that are out there on the ground selling they're yeah. not afraid to use the word selling as well. So <laughs> they are about bringing much. work through the door. Yeah, I'll say it again. <laughs> stop it, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't afraid to, to, to talk about bringing work through the door. And it's pretty much a crucial time for people at the moment to think about where their opportunities are going to come from. Yeah. And so I think people need to do a little bit more than just um, show um you know, a new interiors or or the ex, uh, the outside of a building. You've got to sort of show what you what benefits there were to the client as well. So there's a I think it's that things. huge thing about that whole added value at the moment, isn't it? And it's really yeah. showing what you're bringing yeah. to the table. Not just I've just done this shiny building. It's like actually I've shaved fifteen. You know, I've added an extra fifteen units from your development. I've sweated it more, which means you're going to make X amount more. That stuff is what people want to hear at the moment. And yeah, I, they're and the I stories think, we want to hear. And I think people have to get used to finding them because they do exist mm. in all organisations. Yeah. I just yeah. think people just want to talk about the shiny stuff. And it's like, actually. <laughs> <laughs> shiny <Yeah>. stuff's good. <laughs> shiny stuff's great, especially in an environment that we're in at the moment. Um, please do share it. Um, but also um, how, how are we helping clients with their businesses at the moment? How are we getting yeah. them through these times in particular? And lawyers are really good at doing that. Okay, that's 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 a really useful point. Mm. And in terms of campaigns at the moment, um, are there any particular ones you're running, um, Christine? I think I've seen one of yours online recently about optimism and opportunity. Can you explain a bit more about that? 
Yeah, nice segue as well onto the uh, positive story sharing. We like uh, positive stories. <laughs> yeah, so we launched in June at the beginning at the beginning of June the Optimism and Opportunity campaign, which is yeah. being led by our head of uh, real estate for London, Bruce Steer, and I'm working very closely with them on that, which is basically a combination of short, sharp uh, blogs articles, Q&As. Um, it's a platform to share stories with our clients or with our lawyers. Um, it's an international campaign that showcases yeah. the way we're helping clients through this particular time and helping them to understand where the revenue opportunities are and where um, clients and this particular industry can um, get more from what's going on in real estate and the part it has to play in in the community. And so Evershed Sutherland is very much at the focal point of that. So we've been running since June, as I said, we've done about 20 pieces at the moment, a whole combination of things. We're about to launch the next campaign or the next phase of that campaign next month. Yeah. which will, again, focus much more on international elements and um, helping clients uh, with their growth opportunities, so a lot of cross-border stuff, that kind of thing. And how has that kind of been received by clients? What kind of feedback have you had? It's been very well received with our clients because we've taken a different approach to what has been um, somewhat doom and gloom in the industry and anyone can read the newspaper and the news that we've just been watching now to see where we are. So we're, we're trying to move away from that and clients have been saying thank you for producing something that's fresh. Thank you for thinking of our industry, of our business, um, how we can do more together as a community. So we've had great feedback from our clients and from the community at large. Um, I guess that kind of leads on to the next kind of question, which is around, I guess, life changed, didn't it, as we went into lockdown? So in terms of running campaigns, how has that kind of changed for you? What kind of channels are you using? Where's your focus now as kind of events and things like that have kind of been pulled back? Uh, Helen, do you want to take this one? Sure, um, yeah. Um, we've, yeah, no, no, well, we've... Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's all it's all gone to digital, hasn't it? So we've been running um, several webinars. Um, our hotels group have, have done a series of webinars, and, and we sort of retitled titled ours um, "Rebound and Recovery," um, and we did a focus on the Spanish market, uh, which went very well. And we also did a focus on the Australian market, and both of those were um, in partnership with Colliers International and, and, and went down very well. Um, we were also able to bring in our sort of employment and corporate partners as well. So that was a really good sort of cross selling opportunity. Um, yeah. You know, we've been, but across the firm, across Ashurst, you know, that's been obviously what we've, what our focus has been on webinars and, and podcasts as well. We're looking at those, um, certainly from from a real estate perspective, looking to do a few of those in the coming months. Um, but as, as well as the sort of format, um, we've also, aside from all the COVID related activities, you know, yeah. we've also been looking at, um, we've also been running our built environment insights campaign, which we usually do, which is about a series of about six or seven issue or topic led um, articles from across all our markets. Yeah. And um, this time, um, because it was actually going to be a big theme for our year, for, for this year anyway, um, we went ahead and, and we, this campaign was sort of entitled the green one or the green issue. Um, so all the articles have a sustainability um, theme running through them. Um, because climate change, as, as we see, you know, yes, obviously COVID's happened and, and we don't quite know, you know, really know the full extent of the, the impact that's going to have. But climate change is, is all these issues it's are still, still going there. on. They're yeah. still out there. They're still massive issues. 
going to impact all of our clients, all of their businesses. So, you know, that's the kind of approach we took that we just wanted to still say, well, hey, look, we're still thinking about this stuff. And and we just wanted to give that a really big push and and talk to our clients about that. So we just thought, you know, we have to carry that out. Um, And, you know, Brexit, obviously, we've got stuff like that. That's going to come around and people are still thinking about that. We sort of drop off a cliff with that. You know, and another one, (laughs) diversity diversity and inclusion was was something that obviously came up, uh, you know. Hugely came up, didn't it? In the last couple of months. So, you know, that's, again, you know, when you're talking about... um, talking to your clients and building those relationships and adding value, you know, all of these things are still issues that your clients still want to be talking to you about or talking to their lawyers about. Um, you know, so it's how kind of their a business news agenda, that. isn't it? It's kind of a news agenda, isn't it? So you can't, but you know, it's not just the built environment. It's these wider, yeah. bigger issues for society. Yeah, isn't it? because they all play, yeah, because they all play a role in the built environment. Of course they do. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's a really interesting I know it's a very kind of got a bumpy road ahead, but it is a very interesting time as well. You know, with with from a from a content perspective, you know, there's plenty there's plenty of angles and, and things to be um, talked about and and debated and, and having a conversation about. Yeah, and you don't have to have right and find the solution. It's actually just being open to the debate and yeah, actually contributing absolutely. to it, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. these are big, 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 big issues. But also, I think what's happened with these campaigns that we're looking at is um, the climate that we're in. These themes that we've been talking about have just been accelerated, the things that Mm. we are forced to look at at the moment. So climate change and, you know, Brexit's swept under the carpet for now, but it's sure as hell is still there. Um, You know, what are we going to be doing (laughs) about this? (laughs) What are we going to be doing about this? And also thinking about how how to help clients through these very tricky periods, as Helen was saying, rocky road, but um, a positive one, we think, as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess in terms of, have you introduced any kind of new or different things? So, you know, when you've been doing your campaign, Christine, for example, I mean, Mm. was it long pieces or or are there other kind of different ways that you were communicating with your clients? We wanted it to be short, snappy, bite-sized, digestible information because you know what it's like. If, if you have to scroll down your phone, we all lose interest. We give that, we want that sort of two-second something that we can um, um, read instantly, but it also can fit well into your day. Yeah. Um, you know, and podcasts, we're all discovering uh, anything longer than an hour, you're, you're just going to lose your audience. <laughs> it just... Being, it does. It you, just, just, you, can, you can see the metrics. <laughs> You can see the metrics exactly. You can see from start to finish where people are, where people are plugging in. Um, whilst there's so much information, over webinizing. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, somebody said on a class. I like on that. A, That's nice. Over webinizing. Don't over Um Somebody said on a on a call this morning. I was on. Have you noticed nobody says seminar anymore? It's just webinar, <laughs> and um, people count how many times a day they say webinar. Someone said to me they're now being called chatinars. And I was like, oh, good no, God. no, no, okay. no. You're going to yeah. give them a chat another chatinar. Mm-hmm. Bring, that, bring that into the conversation tomorrow. But I mean, it's just, it's just the digital um, angle has has taken over. Um, it's, it means we don't have to travel so much. So our lawyers, each other, we're all using this new tech and we're doing it every day. It's in our social lives as well. So. It's here to stay for a while anyway. So talking of digital, um, will mm. all the virtual world replace the physical? So the things like MIPM, Expo Real, all our kind of usual main industry shindigs and business development things, what's going to happen to those, do you think? 
Oh, I think I think there's still a massive place for um, face-to-face um, events and networking. Mm. You know, our our industry is notoriously social. <laughs> so, you know, um, to say Mippin will, you know, Mippin is not dead. It, it will carry on. It will be slightly different. I mean, obviously, some businesses it's the biggest item on their budget um, for yeah. the year, and they plow a load of cash into it, and they they'll probably be taking stock and and may you know rein it in a bit, but. I still think things like, you know, these big conferences, there still will be a place for them. Absolutely. They may just become a bit more of a hybrid model. Um, But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, people want to see people. People want to connect with people. People want to know if um, they're going to get, you you know, as you do, that's what what business development is, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, you need to connect with people and know that you're going to be getting up. You're going to be working with this person. So you want to be know that you're going to be getting on with them and, and, you know, you sort of share a, a, a some kind of bond or synergy. So yeah, I, I think I think physical will still will still be have play a big role in in our industry. I I, I do echo all that as well and completely agree. Um, and I'll, I'll let the conference organisers of this world, who are much more qualified, to say um, <laughs> whether they're going to be here um, here forever. Mm. But um, the one thing that Helen and I have noticed in our in our careers is that you can't get away from the spontaneity of a of a of a face to face meeting. You can't Absolutely. get away from that chance conversation mm. that only ever happened because. Mippin was there, or yeah. only yeah. Ha- only ever happened at Expo Real. Yeah, um, that sort of thing. You can you can have a spontaneous conversation as we are on this on this call, but um, those chance meetings and meeting yeah. the right person, the right place, and the right you know at the right event. That was what Mippin was about, um, yeah. and that's why people went. It was the intangibles. Um, so because you knew there'll be that be certain caliber of person there as well, and they'll be accessible and open to conversations. Whereas, I guess if you're setting up an online meeting or something, you have to trigger that meeting. You have to contact them before. You know, it, it's not yeah. it's not spontaneous. It doesn't have that. Doesn't it's have not that instantaneous. No. no, I mean people are available now because we're all in lockdown and we're all we're all we're all around our our, our our studies and our kitchen tables having these conversations. We're still, I think, we're very much more reachable. But I just think that instant, spontaneous situation that hence happens in Cannes or happens in 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 other conferences, um, you can't really replace that. No, I agree. Okay, so how do you think lockdown and the transition out of it will change our marketing going forward? Do you have any views, Christine? Well, I think it's made us all realise, all realise um, that we don't need to do as many of the physical events that we've just talked about, real estate being very events, very event centric. Very much. Um, very much social business, as Helen pointed out earlier. Um I think it's just going to make us reflect on the need for as many things, the need for as many physical seminars and auditorium-based events and that kind of thing. And it will also make people um, rethink what their budgets look like and where that money goes and where that funding goes. Have you found being online has actually meant that you've had more people attending your things? Christine? I would say... Not necessarily. Um, It does enable us to to track and monitor certain things that that our recipients are interested in. Um, I wouldn't say that the take-up has been um, better or worse, though. Okay. 
yeah, definitely. I don't think it's been any better or any worse. I think, mm. I think, yeah, to your point, you know, because we've all been in lockdown, you know, we've managed to get to some people who we may have found difficult to well, pin down as the wrong thing to, to, yeah, to get yeah. in front of, you know, and I agree with uh, Christine's points. I, I think the, the, the sort of phase we're going in, I, I, going into, I think, you know, people just need to take the, you know, not take time, but just have more composure about what they're doing. Um, you know, yeah. just, just think, minimize the wasted efforts of, you know, like I said at the start, you know, bang, 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 we've got to get stuff out. We've got to be yeah. in people's inboxes, you know, just think a bit more, just take, just take a moment to think, right, is this the smartest way to speak to this client? You know, don't go to them with your agenda. You know, you should be, you should mm. be listening. going to them and listening, keep, you know, what's keeping them up at night. And, and like, you know, like we've uh, talked about a lot, you know, build those relationships and, and speak to them and, and talk to them about their businesses. Um, you know, um, I think, I think, you know, really at the end of the day, what will, those who will win coming out of this will be those that have built and maintain those exceptional client relationships. Yeah. Mm. I think that goes across the board. I yeah. think some people just avoid it because it's like, oh, we'll just send them out an email. It's like, no, that yeah. isn't the way to, to keep a relationship going. Yeah. Okay. So mm. kind of as today, we are now officially in recession. Um, <laughs> what was your experience of the previous recession, 2008, 2009, Christine? Do you want to kick off? I do remember it um, quite well, unfortunately. I joined a major construction firm uh, just before the Lehman's fall. Yeah. And um, I will say it was a, it was a bloodbath. It was a bloodbath for a lot of businesses. It was really tough times. The positives that had come out of that is back to the point that Helen raised about keeping close to clients because there was less work around clients had time for you. So you could start to build those relationships and use that time while there wasn't as much work going around to go and see people, go and talk to people. Yeah. So then when the work came through, you had put yourself in a position of trust and understanding of what they needed. So there was real positives to that. And you were front um, of mind as well, right? You were front of mind and you were the one that took the time out when the times were bad yeah. to go to speak to them rather than waiting around for those opportunities to come to you or those tender opportunities or those, those projects. So it was a time to build relationships as a, you know, in terms of um, something positive to come of it. Mm. It was also a time to learn about um, co what companies need to consider in terms of going into a downturn, which is, you know, the strength of that balance sheet, yeah. the understanding of having the right tools and systems in place and the right people to deliver them. No, absolutely. I think. I'd, yeah. And, and the short termism thing, don't fall into that trap because a lot of people do. Yeah, I mean, I was reading in Building the other day and they're saying it's it's back to some people doing crazy pricing and all that kind of stuff, which you know, yeah. it just which, means which a lot of people great. are hitting yeah. the wall, that's, which is just dangerous. Yeah. Just yeah. a worry. It's like, you know, you want to be able to hold on to your rates and also justify your value and show how you're really adding that rather than... Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I, I, think, um, I think it's sort of some... For some people, this, this may sort of jolt them into a crikey. We need to, you know, re, redo our strategy and, and start you start doing sort of panic, panicky, crazy things. You know, the best thing you can do is stick to your strategy right now, mm. um, and and you know, be just commit to it and see it through. Um, that's that. You know, I think that's that's just important. Don't don't go off piece. You know, um, that is kind of if you've got a strategy in the first place, right? <laughs> What's he trying to say? 
you guys do <laughs> not yeah. everyone does <laughs> well some people some people feel that you know that, that there's that term busy fool so everyone sort of runs around <laughs> yeah doing stuff sending emails and not doing the follow-up or just doing a sort of massive campaign but not, yeah just doing really massive campaigns and and scattergunning everything or or not doing anything um thoroughly so I think it's kind of small and focused I always think that works the best you know kind mm. of who are who do you who are the yeah. people that are really important to you which jobs or potential jobs or it, I mean, even might not be right now jobs it could be actually which sectors are really important to you now and where you're going and really hone in on it and, and those yeah. are the people you start getting close to yeah definitely definitely you've got to build you know keep focus on your areas of strength um be that markets or practice areas or services or yeah. sectors whatever it is you know just just stand firm you know um stay and you know just yeah you just are. keep your keep your cool i think <laughs> which is hard exactly. when you're melting yeah. in real life <laughs> Okay. Keep you cool. <laughs> We're like, we can't. <laughs> okay, I'm on to my final, final question. Um, so you've got one tip that you can give to business leaders about how they should be marketing themselves during the crisis. What would that be? Christine, you're going first. The one thing companies need to do to market themselves, I would say generally, but um, especially now, is to sell the benefits to your clients. So focus on your customer and what they get out of working with you. But also in this current climate, I would try and hold on to marketing and communications teams. They are the ones that create value and will help see you through these challenging times. Brilliant. And over to you, Helen, what would your one tip be? Yeah, I mean, I fully support Christine in that. There's a lot of truth in that. Um, I, I think for me um, to add to that would be, you know, the, just keep 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 close to your clients. It, it's that simple. Um, yeah. Keep just keep close to them. Keep listening to them, talking to them. Um, you know, ruminating with them, offering them sort of solutions, or you know, finding out what's making them tick at the moment, what's keeping them up at night. You know, just. Just keep in with them. Um, yeah. And yeah, it could like be as I easy said, as I... like sharing articles, right? You know, I've seen yeah. this, you might find yeah. that useful because there's some great yeah. stuff out there at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just really, just some basic stuff. You don't have to be all guns blazing, you know, just very simple steps, I think. Um, you know, like I said, to keeping it timely, keep your composure. And, and yeah, I, th- I think you'll, you'll sort of win, win the day, really. Brilliant. Thanks so much for your time, both of you. It's been a really, really enjoyable conversation. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing in Times of Crisis. I really do appreciate you taking time out of your day to tune in. Check out the show notes for useful links, including my website, where you can find out more about everything featured today and how to get in touch. We're a new podcast, so if you like what you've heard, please do subscribe so that you never miss an episode and more people get to hear about us.